This is episode 109 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony, and sitting right across from me, as always, is my pal, DeQuincy. Hey, guys. I, I miss when you had your crazy introductions. Uh, they know, come and go. I know I complained about them before, but now we just start, oh, this episode 109. It's like, damn, the love isn't there anymore. <laughs> it's the suspense of it all. You never know when it's going to hit. Oh, okay. It's like an RKO. It's out of nowhere. Oh, oh look at you with the transition. Yeah, man. We've been doing this long enough to segue into into topics all right yeah so um obviously we're here to talk about survivor series anybody who listened to our last podcast know that uh we were talking about uh we'll talk about the survivor series as soon as nxt names their team and we'll go over it and we'll break down the matches and then nxt didn't they didn't give away the women's their women's team until after uh war games and then they didn't do the men's team until the kickoff show so it really killed our ability to do a podcast, breaking down the matches. Right. It. I mean, the women's team was announced Saturday night after mm-hmm. uh, War Games. Uh, the men's match or the men's team for NXT was announced Sunday, like morning or afternoon or afternoon or something like that. Um, yeah, and the teams were basically who is the healthiest after War Games. Right, and honestly. I'm surprised the way the night went. Uh, I was actually, I was surprised by the way the night went at first, but then after thinking about it, I feel like the results of, of most of the matches made total sense. Um, and we'll get into it whenever, whenever you're ready. Yeah. All right. So the plan guys, we're just going to go through every match and we're going to talk about what we liked about the match and what didn't work for us. So we're going to start at the beginning. The, uh, Five-on-five-on-five women's Survivor Series triple threat elimination match. That is a mouthful on Wikipedia. (laughs) Uh, Do you want me to name everybody who was on the team or just do the teams? Um, If you want. Okay. I feel like for for these, yeah, might as well. All right. So, where am I? Okay, NXT was Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, and Tony Storm. Team Raw, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Zane, and Sarah Logan. And finally, Team SmackDown, Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Okay. So, what worked for you in this match? What did you like? The, the result. The <laughs> result worked for me. And, and here's the thing. Mm-hmm. The women's NXT team, um, it was just like uh, – the thing about these teams the whole night was most of the teams all had like infighting. There was some sort of conflict. So like Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley were um, on opposite teams the night before NXT war games. Mm-hmm. You go through hell in a match like that. You beat the hell out of each other um, inside a steel cage like that for probably uh, close to, you know, 30, 45 minutes. And you put all that aside for, you know, to fight for the brand for, to fight for NXT um, so you see a lot of you saw a lot of that in all of the matches, and it worked in this case. Um, the and to me, honestly, the women's NXT team was the strongest out of out of all three. Yeah, you're right. There really wasn't a weak point, as you know, the NXT for Raw. I thought their weakest member was Sarah Logan. Because she right. really doesn't wrestle that much. And then for SmackDown, Dana Brooke and Carmella. I'm sorry. I love Dana Brooke. 
Like, like uh, she's, I think she's really talented. She doesn't get any chance to show it. But Dana Brooke and Carmelo are definitely the two members of the SmackDown team who have done the least amount of wrestling. Right. And those names that you just mentioned, that's exactly why um, I was okay with how the night went, how the result ended up. Because you're right, they don't get enough time. Most of the, the women on SmackDown and Raw rosters have not, will not, or are not competing for a title anytime soon. Yeah. But my and, thing about that, I'm sorry to interrupt, but for Raw, you have three hours. You have more than enough time to build secondary and even uh, tertiary storylines for the women. Right. And that's, and that's the problem. NXT does it in two hours every week. And all five of those women on that roster have competed, are going to contend, um, or probably, you know, they're, they're all going to contend for the title at some point. Um, and I don't see every single member of the Raw and SmackDown rosters competing for a title. Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, the, the, NXT, the women's NXT team was way stronger, and it showed. Yes, and I said this on Twitter, and I'll say it again on this podcast, and I'll get close to the mic. The NXT women's division is the strongest division in all of wrestling. I don't care what promotion you can think of, the NXT women's division is better than I agree 100%. And you, you said the who won the match, right? I feel like. Yeah, Team kind of, NXT. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm going straight yeah. from Wikipedia. So the team I named first or the person I named first is who won. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And, and the way I look at it, like going into Sunday night, because all these NXT performers, you know, went through hell the night before at, at War Games, I felt like, man, NXT doesn't have a chance. They should, in theory, shouldn't win any of these matches because they're getting, they're, you know, throwing their bodies off cages all night, the night, just 24 hours before. But the women's team, again, was that much stronger. Um, they have more title contenders on that roster. Mm-hmm. And if you're a title contender, you're going you're gonna to show that heart. You're going to do whatever it takes to get the victory. And, and they did. And that's look. It's not a knock against the SmackDown or Raw women's rosters. It's just there's more jobbers on those rosters. Basically, Dana Brooke is a jobber essentially. Uh, hurts, Sarah Logan hurts, is a jobber. That hurts my heart to hear it, even though it's true. Same here. <laughs> it, it's it's a it's a tough pill to swallow. But you know, I don't see any jobbers on the NXT women's team that night yeah. or last night or Sunday night. Yes, every one of the women on NXT. On the NXT brand, you can see carrying, uh, you know, either the NXT Women's Championship or the Raw uh, SmackDown Women's Championship when they come up. And you really, you can't see that on Team Raw, Team SmackDown. Right. I'm sorry to say that. Sorry, Kamer. Um, Was that all the good you had? I think so. I mean, they're setting up probably a Charlotte and Asuka feud, the way that yes. went down. Yeah, I agree. And that's uh, fine. And, you know, hold on. Before we really move forward, I feel like yeah, the one thing about Survivor Series this year, it's – I don't know. It's weird because because of – because they added the third brand. It felt like it mattered more? No, actually. Because oh. they added the third brand, because um, 
one of the three brands is now on Fox. They're not on USA. And from what I, you know, by all accounts, they're going to stick to the hard roster split going forward. Mm-hmm. There's really no way to incorporate the SmackDown roster in like, uh, you know, upcoming feuds with Raw or, or NXT. Um, you can kind of do the crossover with Raw and NXT because they're both on USA. Um, but because of that, because of those two factors, there, there's, there's really, there were no stakes except just bragging rights. And, you know, bragging rights can only take you so far in terms of what do you do next? Because it was a great show. It was my favorite Survivor Series show in recent memory in at least five years. And as much as I enjoyed it, now I'm thinking, where do we go from here? Like, you know, and, you know, you can set up feuds with infighting and things like that, but it feels like SmackDown's going to get left out on the, on the excitement uh, for potential crossovers with NXT. Um, so it's just something that well, kind a bunch, of came I, A bunch of these feuds, they probably come back around when some of these NXT uh, wrestlers get called up. Yes. So it's just nice to say, oh, well, we, here we see Rhea Ripley and Sasha Banks. That might be something that comes around, you know, come WrestleMania if uh, Ripley's up by, let's say she comes up at the Royal Rumble and they can build on what, what they did here in this match. Right. Long term, I mean, you can always revisit these things, but I feel like in the immediate future, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to see, you know, what happens and yeah, hopefully because- they can maintain some sense of momentum that they had for going for a whole month. I mean, wrestling – uh, WWE wrestling was great the past month because mm-hmm. of the angles that they, you know, the crossover and the invasions and and the, the whole build to Survivor Series was really great in my opinion. Um, it had me excited, you know, for the first time in a few years. Um, but again, you know, as soon as the show ends, as soon as the, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the screen fades out, now it's like, okay, where do we go from here? Yeah, I agree with you. And also, I have more faith in NXT and SmackDown to do to get things right after Survivor Series than I do in Raw. Yeah, I mean, because NXT has that proven track record within the last year or so, and SmackDown is on Fox, so that's their A show right now. And Raw and, has a cuckold story that they're going to <laughs> revisit immediately. They, so the, they had two cuckold stories for a while there, but now they just have the one. So we yeah. should be thankful for that. But yeah, um, let's uh, let's go. On. What didn't work for you in this match? Um, I have I one thing I, right off the bat. Um, I think it was uh, the angle with like sending two of the girls in the back. You know, two of the NXT women's uh, team members feigned an injury and were sent to the back and then they came back for you know to kind of help seal the deal at the end um i don't know i feel like they could have especially those two well well you know on wikipedia it still shows that they're survivors because they were never technically eliminated right no and i mean that makes sense i i, I agree with you know if, if you're gonna maintain continuity then do that don't rule them out um mm-hmm. But I feel like they should have just – they should have found a way to 
keep them in the match the whole time and just, uh, you know, just to show NXT kind of coming away with, you know, pulling away with the victory that way instead of kind of this, you know, double hand tactic, underhand tactic, tactic, excuse me. So I have a, right now I'm watching Survivor Series and before I get into what I had a problem with, I'd want to say right now, Rio Ripley is going to be a fucking star. And Bianca, oh, yeah. Bel- Bianca Belair is right behind her. Absolutely. They are the future of, of that division. Yes. Without okay. a doubt. Okay. So the one thing I had a problem with, it really wasn't the um, the wrestling or whatever. It's more like a problem I have with WWE. It's why do baby faces, why do baby faces like so stupid? Like at the near the <laughs> end of the match, Natalia, it's, it was Natalia, Rhea Ripley, and Sasha Banks. And Natalia and Sasha Banks were trying to have some alliance. Then, of course, Banks betrays Natalia, where we could all see from a mile away. And it's like, why the hell would you trust a woman who basically two months ago talked shit about your dad dying and beat you savagely with a chair for like for like five minutes? Why would you trust that person? If anything, you'd want to get revenge on her and eliminate her, and you'd be the one to you know take take down NXT. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it's like baby faces are so fucking stupid. It's like as soon as you go from heel to baby's face, you drop 50 IQ points, and I don't understand why. <laughs> it's, it's the only problem I had with that match. Otherwise, it was it was probably, I'll say my second or second. It was second favorite match in the card. It was great. Anything else on that match? No, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, for the most part, I enjoyed it. I mean, the, the action was good. Um, and again, the result I'm, I'm totally fine with. All right, moving on to the next match. Uh, was a triple threat match with all the secondary t- title holders. So Roderick Strong defeated AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. That's uh, huge. And <laughs> I'm I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay with the result because I really feel like that match. I would have been okay with any any three of those guys winning. Either mm-hmm. one of those guys winning that match. Um, all three of those guys are, are great performers. Um, and Roderick Strong, is, you know, it's a little tougher to see him win because, you know, he's going up against a, an all-time great in AJ Styles, you know, uh, uh, a, a really, 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 really tough guy in Shinsuke Nakamura when he's, you know, when he's portrayed as, as being very tough good or bad mm-hmm. and the fact that Roddy Strong went through hell in the war games match the night before you know he he got powerbombed through a table by yes. Keith Lee yes oh yes uh war games was amazing but uh yeah I agree with you that was a going into the match we we knew what kind of engine these three guys had and what they can do in the ring so Going in, I know a bunch of people had this as the match of the night contender, and it was really good. Uh, do you have any? I just, I really don't have anything like that stood out to me that was like, oh, this is excellent. It was like, it was a really done, well done match by all three competitors. It's probably what you would call a very technical match. There you go. I mean, it was just, it had everything. It had, really good action it had some high spots um 
you know, hard hitting action and uh, honestly a, a surprise result. I mean, you know, that, that's the only thing about the outcome is that you can, uh, that's what made Roderick Strong's victory believable is that because it's a triple threat match, mm-hmm. you know, anybody can, you can steal the victory if, if you know, if possible. And I wouldn't say he stole the victory, but he, uh, or maybe he got closer to stealing the victory than he did get lucky. Because it was, I mean, he, you know, he well, put I'll it all he, out there that he night. He stole it. He stole that victory because <laughs> that was AJ's win. And he, after AJ hit the phenomenal forearm on Shinsuke and Roddy just, you know, slid in the ring, tossed AJ out and got the one, two, three. That's, yeah. a, that's stealing a win and, you know, Okay. The, the very definition. <laughs> uh, anything negative that you have on that match? Uh, no, not really. Not me neither. It was a good match, and I enjoyed it. It was. I would. I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, you know, them three meeting up again, or you know, one on one with AJ Styles and um, Roger Strong. Wouldn't complain about that. The only thing, I guess, it's not a problem, but one thing, when um, Brody had got knocked out and AJ was in there with Nakamura, and Nakamura stands up and he does this, come on, tap, taunt. And it made me think of the WrestleMania match. And you don't want me thinking about the WrestleMania match. Right. <laughs> that was the most disappointing match, uh, overhyped match that we've seen in WWE in the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I very much agree. But, you know. I, I like the match. It was great. Uh, moving on to my match of the night, Adam Cole defending his NXT championship against Pete Dunne. Great, great match. Um, again, the result, not surprised at all that Adam Cole came out on top for this reason only. Mm-hmm. If you're on NXT, if you're, gonna, if you're the NXT champion, you should lose the title on an NXT show takeover or NXT, you know, on Wednesdays, not, not survivor series. So it, it makes sense that, that, you know, it was a hard fought match mm-hmm. and that Pete Dunn came up short and it's going to, it's going to be that much sweeter when Pete Dunn finally does get that victory. You know, if that's in the cards, you know, he closes out a takeover show. You know, a, a win like that, a defining win like that is something you close out a show with, um, not something that you put in the middle of the card. Um, even as big as Survivor Series is and as big of a pop he would have gotten for the victory, um, it's it's more appropriate to, to do it on an NXT-only show. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, this match was everything. It was amazing watching, you know, Pete Dunne just go to work with, with – uh, <laughs> I don't think – Let's see. I've definitely watched Pete Dunn matches, but I forgot just how vicious he can be. It's like I'm five foot seven, but I'm gonna beat the hell out of you, and, he, and that's what he did all night. To, I'm gonna uh, step on every finger, every toe, bend every every finger and every toe, every which way. Yeah, it's like you might win this match, but you're gonna fucking feel it when you get back to the back. You're gonna we're both gonna get an ice bath after this. Absolutely, um, and you know it's it's impressive. It's an impressive story to tell that, you know, Adam Cole retains considering he got dropped from the top of the cage <laughs> into two table onto two tables just the night before. 
um, less than 24 hours before. Oh, can we talk about one moment where that happened on the takeover when after that shot happened and then there was a shot uh, into the crowd and it was um, Britt Baker from AEW? Right, that's his, Adam Cole's wife or fiance, girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yeah, well, that's what Morale called her. I, I'm going with that. But they, but Morale just said, "Oh, that's Britt Breaker, his girlfriend," and they just went on like, like nothing happened. Just name, give her full name, and I was like, "Well, I was, I was a little surprised." Yeah, I was. Too, I also but... don't, I don't believe that they, the the what Triple H said, where where it was like, oh the producer was just looking for a face in the crowd and we found her and it was all coincidence. I'm like, no, I, I think that was planned. Here's the thing. Hunter is, he's a pro. He's quick on his feet. He knows how to, he knows how to give a good answer when he needs to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it's look, they've, they've done it before. Like remember when Sami Zayn, they were doing that, like, that segment where, you know, he, could, he would tell it like it is. And he was telling the fans, you can even ask me questions about AEW. Yeah. You know, breaking the fourth wall. Sometimes you have to do that. In this case, the concerned spouse or significant other is in the audience. And it just so happens she works for, the, for a different company. I wouldn't even say rival company at this point. Well, I guess can, can, for NXT, it would be a rival company. But... Um, I guess I th- I get the feeling that AEW cares more about WWE than WWE cares about AEW. Without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, they're constantly taking shots at at the company, and WWE is just doing its thing. And they got lucky that Survivor Series that you know that they were involved with Survivor Series this early on in AEW's initial run, mm-hmm. where they haven't they have more important things to focus on. They have you know, big storylines they can tell right away to kind of, uh, to not, to, to ensure that AEW doesn't run away with the ratings weekend, week in and week out. Yeah, I just hate the, when people talk about the ratings, it's like, wow, your A show was beating my C show. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> I mean, if anything, 2 million people are watching wrestling on mm-hmm. Wednesday night. Yes. That's that, and you know, the too many people watching a new wrestling company AEW, and they're watching the third brand of WWE, and they're not even beating them that badly. I mean, there's a couple of weeks that were, you know, better than others, but mm-hmm. you know, it's still you know, hundred thousand viewers here and there. It's it's not a complete runaway. No, but I don't mind. Uh, AEW can keep winning on Wednesdays all they want. When they move to Monday or Friday, let me know. Right. And and, and I just I'm sorry for the tangent, people. I just hate the AEW the fans. I think the the company's fine. It's the fans that are the worst part. And they they keep taking these pot shots at WWE, and it's just the their little elite show and the Young Bucks. It's like, can you guys just shut the fuck up for like a week? Because trust me, trust me, if WWE starts planning their pay-per-views against yours, then that's going to be a problem. Oh, yeah. Then you see significant price drops in AEW pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't want the smoke. You don't want WWE to actually give a fuck about you. Because if they start that, sh- if they start actually 
going, doing, like I said, putting their pay-per-views against AEW pay-per-views, and you ask me would I rather pay, pay $9 or $59, you know it's where I'm going. I'm already there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean. So stop, stop the shit talking. Just build in your company. Stop worrying about what WWE is doing. Right. It's unnecessary. Yeah, it's completely at unnecessary. Because let me tell you, if WWE ever starts caring about AEW, y'all going to be up shit creek. Let me tell you, you that. You don't right. want to wake a sleeping giant. Yeah. Because I remember when they had, what pay-per-view was it? It was the um, their fight for the Fallen. And then WWE had their Evolve pay-per-view up against it. Yeah. And then Kenny Omega came out and was bitching about it. And I was like, okay, just remember, remember this. You want the smoke. You came out here with the damn sledgehammer on the chair, and you thought that was all fun and games. And then when WWE came back, then then y'all cried. All right? So let's keep it where it is. Shut the fuck up and worry about y'all damn company. And let's all just tell good stories, you know, good stories and, and have some great matches. That's all I care about at the end of the day. I don't – look, because WWE isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. AEW is not going to beat them at anything mm. long term. And yourself. yeah, I just want to see some good wrestling. I, you know, that's yeah. that's why I watch wrestling at my age, is because I'm interested in the wrestling and the stories that they tell. Not, you know, I don't I don't need to worry about putting you know folding a company or not. Yeah, sorry, I just had that AEW rant on my chest sure. for the longest. I was, I'm just getting sick and tired of people. Well, we they haven't were, talked about wrestling in a while, so yeah. Yeah. it's been building. Like they remind me of the Bernie Bros in the 2016 election. It's like Bernie's fine, but his fans and his sycophants were the just obnoxious brats, and I feel <laughs> the same way about AEW. But okay, so anything negative you want to say about this Adam Cole Pete Dunn match? I can't think of a damn thing. I can't either. All right, moving on. The Fiend defended his Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan, and of course, what? Um, I'll let you go ahead. Positives, give me positives. Um, it wasn't a complete, you know, com- it wasn't a completely one-sided match. Mm-hmm. Um, the fiend sold a little more, slight, just slightly, not not much, but a little more. Um, look, w- when you have Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan in the ring, nine times out of ten, you're guaranteed a great match, and it's pretty much what you got. You know, great wrestling, great action. Um, the right result. Yes. You know this 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 feud is just getting started. Um, I honestly don't think The Fiend loses the title until WrestleMania. I could totally see that happen. And, and you know who takes it off of him? The big dog? Yep. To a mountain of cheers. They have done so much work to, re- to fix Roman Reigns' character, and it's worked so well. A part of it is they've kept, the ti- kept him away from the title. For All titles. The whole time. Since, since he's returned. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk. But I'm sorry. I'll get off topic. Stay on this one. Sure. So, I, I, did, I enjoyed this match. It was, it was fun. Um, I'm gonna go straight to my negative. That red light has the, got the to go. The red lights have got to go. It is so disorienting to watch a match. I don't understand how they can perform in the red uh, light like that. Like I feel bad for those guys. 
I feel bad for those guys. I feel bad for the people in the crowd. I feel bad for us at home. <laughs> it's like, I want to see what's going on, but everything's just red. And it, to me, after a while, it just kind of blurs out. I'm like, I'm sick of this. Can, that's the worst part of all his, his matches, just the damn lighting. And it doesn't help that the first time you introduced the red light, mm-hmm. it was uh, – I know. I guess it wasn't the first time with the uh, the Hell in a Cell match. Was that the first time they did it? I believe so. Yes. Okay, then that doesn't help. That was a t- because it was a terrible ending. Mm-hmm. It was just one more thing for us to uh, for us to pile on to that terrible night. <laughs> oh, did I, t- did I tell you what my what they should have done for that match? No. Oh, just uh, just switch the results. Have the Fiend win basically by disqualification. Have the ref call off the match because he was just beating the shit out of Rollins too bad. I, that would have made sense too. That would have been fine. And maybe, and then you have them run it back at Crown at you know Crown Jewel. Maybe the Fiend like have the Fiend win. He's a champion. Rollins trying to win a Crown Jewel and the same result. And let's just move on. Like, I think that's a better result. You t- it, it had, like, that huh, – what was that? Remember the – I'm going back way back – the Austin match where he basically passed out and had yeah. to, like, build his legacy? The same right. thing could be done for Rollins. Like, Rollins didn't quit. He just got beat so bad he couldn't, he couldn't function well, but he didn't quit. Look, in my opinion, they – I feel like – Everything they've done with Seth Rollins, they probably could have done the complete opposite. And like since since the jump, since he turned, I don't know. I just I feel like he has the potential to really be the top star, to really be uh, an era defining performer, and the, it just it's just not happening, and it it, it hasn't happened for. You know, and it just also, hasn't happened at all. Also, he needs to stay off of social media. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that's, uh, I, yeah. I would say that for most people. <laughs> yeah, not just yeah. pro wrestlers. <laughs> uh, anything else you want? Anything else on the night, friend? Um, no, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm uh, looking forward to the feud contending, continuing. Um, oh, oh, I was just about that. Uh, that slipped my mind. But thank you for reminding me because I was just. Uh, who do you think the next contender is for the team? Uh, there are not that many baby faces on SmackDown just when you look at it. Yeah, I mean they they could they could always throw Braun Strowman at him. That might be the next. He might be the next guy. Um, maybe Ali. That would be you know, and it, that would be a really good program. I mean they're both great performers. Um. You might even have Baron Corbin, King Corbin, take a stab at it. Because Bray Wyatt isn't necessarily a heel in the sense that he still gets a lot of cheers and adulation from the crowd. And so you could, it wouldn't necessarily be a heel versus heel, you know, match with him and Corbin. All right. 
I, I saw a rumor that people were like pushing Big E, and I was like, please don't feed him to that man. My heart can only take so much pain. <laughs> it was bad enough watching Kofi lose in five seconds. I couldn't watch Big E, you know, oh, man. suplex uh, him all over the stadium just for him to get back up and shake it off like nothing happened. The 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 most disappointing moment of 2019 in WWE in pro wrestling was Kofi Kingston losing that title as quickly as he did. Yeah. Um, something else I wanted to point out real quick. NXT definitely had the the home crowd in their favor. Yeah. And I'm not. I don't know if that was just WWE fans or just the smart crowd in Chicago, but they were definitely the favorite. And I think they were the, probably the favorite on Twitter as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, Chicago is a is a great wrestling town. I mean, they well, yeah, except for the goddamn times they were chanting for CM Punk, right? Which they did at one point during at the end of the night. Oh, they did it multiple times. Someone hit the GTS. I think it was Nakamura hit the GTS, and they started cheering. I was like, "You dorks!" That's right. <laughs> You fucking dorks. All right, moving on. Uh, Goddamn, I got to talk a lot. So, this is the 5 on 5 on 5 Men's Survivor Series Triple Threat Elimination Match. Team SmackDown, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, Mustafa Ali, and Shorty G. Team Raw, Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. And Team NXT, Tommaso Ciampa, Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and Walter. In my opinion, Team Raw on paper was the strongest roster, was the strongest team going into that match. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I'm totally fine with SmackDown winning that match mm-hmm. because the traditional men's Survivor Series match, when you have you – know, <clears throat> Sorry, but when you have Hulk Hogan involved, when you have John Cena involved, when you have uh, – I don't even, no, I don't think Steve Austin was involved in their Survivor Series 5-on-5. Five five. But when you have one of your top guys involved in that match, they, that's, they prove that they're your top guy for a reason by coming out victorious. And I'm fine with Roman Reigns winning that match because you know he right now he's he's your the face of your company and it wasn't an easy match it wasn't a one-sided match for him he had to bust his ass persevere and he got the result he got the he he got the result against a guy who um against a guy in keith lee who was out there to shock the world and he almost did. And that's what that's that's a great story. When you have you know for lack of better terms, the no name, the up and coming guy going up against the established star and the up and coming guy giving the top guy you know one of the biggest runs for his money in recent memory. It was an amazing match. Um, I'm here just to sing the praises of Keith Lee. All basking his glory. <laughs> That's all I'm here for. Um, because I will admit I was a little worried considering 
you know, the WWE's history with black wrestlers going back, oh, forever. But watching Keith Lee in the ring, like, they make a point to say over and over again, a man his size can't, shouldn't be doing the things that Keith Lee does. And it's like, yeah, this dude is flying around like a goddamn featherweight when he's, you know, jumping over the ropes and doing cross bodies or doing fucking moonsaults. And he's 320. Yeah, and it's like... I'm currently watching that match right now. I fast forward. Hey, question for you. Did the network get rid of the ability to just go forward and go to the beginning and end of the matches? Did what? The In the network, you used to be able to, like, if you want to, you can just... Oh, right. Yeah, I think they stopped doing that. That don't make any sense. They I'm do it for, like, the older pay-per-views because I remember, you know, looking at a, you know, 2005 pay-per-view or, a, you know, 1996 pay-per-view and able to, you're able to kind of tab over. I think they stopped doing I think I don't think they're doing that right now for these, like, recent, recent shows. Yeah, that, that, oh, that's so annoying. Annoying because I'm trying to find the right point to start watching a match, and all I can do is fast forward, you know, two times, four, eight, 16. It's like, I just want to go to the match I want to watch right now. It's like, it's 2019. You guys actually went backwards and gave me a goddamn VCR <laughs> where I have to rewind and fast forward to find the right point in the match. <sighs> I'm sorry, that's definitely a first world problem. But uh uh Keith Lee came singing praises of uh I wanna give a shout out to Ricochet and his Batman Beyond outfit. Yes. You know, Very cool outfit. Yes, you come in looking like a you come in, you know, with your comic book fandom on your sleeves, and I'm definitely gonna give you a hat tip for that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, one other thing I forgot when Braun Strowman was in his little locomotive choo-choo around the ring, and Keith Lee stopped him. That was that looked so painful. On oh, both man. ends. On both ends, for sure, man. That oh my god. That was uh, that was the second worst thing next to that I've seen next to like someone getting you know kicked between the legs or whatever. Like that was, uh, man. I can't imagine putting myself through that against either one of those guys. No, because your chest would cave in. Yeah. Uh, okay. One other thing I like that I wasn't expecting: Damien Priest. Man, his match on Saturday night in the triple threat match with um, Pete Dunne and Killian Dane. Mm-hmm. That guy can go. Yeah, I was like watching. I'm watching him right now. He's in the ring with McIntyre and Strowman. And just watching him, it's like I severely underestimate Like when he ducks under Strowman's blows and then, you know, comes back with a fury that eventually gets stopped. But it's like I really underestimate him as a wrestler. Like I, I, So I haven't kept up with, with NXT as much as I should have over the past year, really. Yeah. But it seems like this guy came out of nowhere, and they've got a gem in that guy because he's got the size that Vince mm-hmm. likes. He's got an interesting look. He's got a great skill – I mean, or a, a really good skill set that um, you hope is just going to keep getting better. And I feel like he's got the attitude to um, 
back it up on the mic. Yeah, watching his strike, his striking ability, like I don't know what he's trained in, but he he was trained well. And here comes Matt Riddle. <laughs> like, if you watch this Survivor Series and you never watched NXT, this makes you just want to watch NXT. Like, go back in the network and see everything that you missed. Yeah, I agree. I mean, man, I, I feel like there's a lot to, to go back, you know, check out. There's a like, lot of great feuds that I've missed and that now I'm looking forward to. Yes, and watching this, it's like, hey, would you like to see Matt Riddle versus Shorty G in a 30-minute match? Would you like to see Keith Lee versus Braun Strowman? <laughs> or Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, either Kevin Owens or um, uh, Seth Rollins? It's like, yes, give me all those damn matches, please, all of now. Them, all of them. You know what was interesting in this match? Mm-hmm. NX, the NXT team was the most cohesive team the entire night or there was no signs of any kind of infighting or any like major history between any of the team members and they you know they couldn't get the job done and I'm okay with that I like that there was infighting on Smackdown which you know you're going to continue with Roman Reigns and and King Corbin Mm -hmm. and Um, there was before there was infighting on Raw between um Randy Orton and Ricochet, and that happened like you know a couple of rounds before, but that didn't show up last night. And I thought it would, you know, just to set up a future program between Ricochet and Randy Orton. Yeah, that's an they're going an interesting direction with those two because it's like Orton is they're making it seem like Orton is halfway taking him under his wing, and but maybe not because maybe he'll turn you know stab him in the back. Um, they're really throwing you for a loop with that with that one and and I'm okay with that it's 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 nice to see Randy Orton uh you know paired up with with someone fresh with someone new yeah I agree that's one of the great things about this brand split it's like you get to see guys that you know pair up with guys that you you're not really that familiar with like uh, uh what's the guy I think once who who Berto? Yes, Berto uh, Carrillo. Thank, thank you, because I cannot do any kind of Spanish accent to save my life. But watching him team up. Neither uh, can I. <laughs> well, you did better than I. Watching him uh, go against the big boys on Raw has been like a gym. And then watching guys on SmackDown who, you know, normally haven't wrestled at all. Take on each other. Like, I'm ready for Big E versus Roman Reigns. Let's, let's get that going. Yeah, I, I'm I'm ready for a Biggie singles run, just entirely. Yes. See him go against Roman. See him go against uh, Ali, Baron Corbin, um, whoever you got. Throw him, throw him at him. Biggie versus uh, Nakamura. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just naming dream matches I want to see now. Like right now, Champa versus Randy Orton. Hey, you, you listen to the Masked Man show? Not in a long time. Uh, okay, well, he has this thing he likes to call the Randy Orton test, where if a guy can stay in the ring and look, you know. I definitely remember the Randy Orton test. Yeah, and I still like, employ it. Yes, me too. And Champa passes it. 
I mean, he just barely passed, but he barely. <laughs> also, great camera work last night. Because if you look at the camera angles, they didn't necessarily put them – you know, they didn't put the camera level for more than a few seconds. Yeah. So you didn't really get to see the, the height dis- discrepancy because the camera was kind of looking up at them or kind of looking down on them, but not right on them for too long. So I think that helped as well. I definitely noticed that because I said, oh, I see what you're doing there. Because Champa is not even six feet tall, and Randy Orton is six five. Yeah, but it was so, but it was a believable match. You can see those yeah. them two wrestling, and you know, it was great. Um, do you have anything negative about this match? Anything that didn't carry carry your favor? One thing I really care for was they teased um, a Kevin Owens or and or Seth Rollins turning on Team Raw. And they never addressed it after that. It was a backstage segment because mm-hmm. Kevin Owens, you know, joined Team Champa on Saturday night at War Games to get revenge on the Undisputed Era. Um, so that kind of raised eyebrows with the, the Raw roster. But they, they touched on it in the, you know, backstage area in the locker room an hour before, and then it, it never materialized after that. And I thought if you're going to do that, that would be a great setup for a Rollins and Kevin Owens feud, which I would like to see at this point because they're, they're, neither of those guys are going to get near the title like immediately or anytime soon in the near future, I'm sorry. Um, have those two guys go at it. Would you like to see a Randy Orton Matt Riddle match? Yes, please. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. This this was just great because you know the 15 wrestling. There, there's so many goddamn ways you can go with this in the future. I, I'm sorry. I'm 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 just, I just pulled up everyone for NXT just to give me three matches. I, I completely decimate the ranks. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on because uh, Raw's about to come on, so let's do hurries up. Uh, Brock Lesnar defending his uh, WWE Championship against Rey Mysterio, no host bar. Uh, you want to take a guess at how long this match lasted? Five minutes. Ooh, under it took seven, exactly seven. Okay. You know, hey, I'm okay. I'm not thrilled because I was six minutes and fifty-five seconds longer than they gave Kofi Kingston. So. Whatever, but um, I, I was okay with the match. It was fun. You know, Ray got his shots in. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I don't really care for the son being involved. He is the yeah. son of a legendary wrestler. Clearly, has grown up with a silver spoon in his mouth. And compared to Randy Orton or Cody Rhodes, guys who grew up with silver spoons in their mouths, you know, because their fathers were pro wrestlers. Yeah. They at least they look like they could fight. This kid does not look like he can do anything. How old is he? He's like 20. 19 or 20. Yeah. Wow, he really looks like he's 16. Uh, he's a soft looking kid who has no who looks like he has no business being in a, in a wrestling ring right now. Who looks like he doesn't train, who looks like he doesn't, you know, 
doesn't even do push-ups, much less, you know, a bench press. The fact that he's that tall is amazing, considering who his father is. Right. Uh, Raise some eyebrows? I don't know. I'm kidding. Well, you you know. Well, they did that that Eddie the frog splash. He did the frog splash, and the joke on Twitter was he's he was doing that for his real father. Oh right! Oh man! (laughs) Hitting the wayback machine for that one. Oh boy! I enjoyed this match. I didn't expect it to be that to be really anything. And for me, seeing the father son six one nine and frog splashes that did bring uh, a smile to my face. But you you knew Legend was going to win. It was just a matter of how. Right. And I I didn't you know I enjoyed the match. It wasn't. It was like a popcorn match. It wasn't. It was. It was, a, it was good for a Lesnar match going in against a guy who's, you know, a third his size. But you know what? It's also frustrating because once again, it shows that when Brock Lesnar gives a shit, he he's a great performer. He can sell. He knows how to be ruthless and brutal and physical. But but important, you know, more importantly, he can sell. Like he, you know. Ray had moments of offense. You know, he, he took the, the lead pipe to him a few times. Mm-hmm. Brock is an inter- – he's a great wrestler and a great entertainer. Yes, but I and say – It's just – it's frustrating I, that he doesn't do it enough. I say this every time you have this rant on Brock Lesnar. Is not the American dream to get the most amount of money for the least amount of work? You got me there, but he's not even American anymore. He's Canadian. Oh, what? He works for an American company. And he okay. gets paid in American dollars. And that would be my dream, get as much money as I can to do as little amount of work as, as possible. And, you know. Well, God bless him, then. They call him the beast incarnate. I call him the, Amer- I call him the American dream. That's what he is. The new American dream. Yeah, that's what he is to me. Get millions of dollars for a seven-minute seven match. I love that. That's what I wish for in my life. All right. Um, anything else on the match, my friend? No, I'm good. All right. All right. Let's go to the main event. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch, and Bailey, Trip Champions, Triple Threat match. Okay. So I'm cool with them giving with, – with, with WWE giving these three the main event. Mm-hmm. This was the, the match that the, – the feud was built the best. It was – Agreed. It was the feud that was given the most attention because you knew as soon as as soon as the as soon as NXT was added to the Survivor Series, you knew right away that it was going to be those three women. Again, we didn't know who the men's five on five on five team was going to be until a few hours before the women's NXT team. We didn't know until the night before, but you knew for at least a month, over a month that it was going to be Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch, and uh, Bailey. Bailey. You forgot about her just like they forgot about her in the storyline. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was a good right. match. It, I, it had the best buildup. Uh, I disagree with you. I felt it was clunky and it didn't flow well to me. It felt like as soon as one was getting to a, a good groove, she got pulled out and it never, it never felt right to me that entire match. So I, I like the buildup of the match itself. It just like their styles didn't really flow that well. 
And uh, the ending of the match just seemed to just, just come out of nowhere. You're right. And, yeah, I, I, I sort of take it back. It was a good match, but it wasn't a main event quality match. Like, I would have liked to see a, a, a tougher match between those three in the main event, in the main event spot, yeah. for sure. Um, because I, I love Shayna Baszler. I love uh, Becky Lynch, and Bailey is growing on me. But that match, it just, like, the ending, when it ended and Bailey tapped out, I looked at my watch, it was like, there's, I think it was like 9, 18, 9, 20. It's like, that's oh, it? Yeah. Like, we still had time to go, and it was ridiculous. Yeah. But the, so the, the, the only good thing that I can take away from it mm-hmm. is that, again, because both shows are on USA, you're able to continue a Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler feud. The crossover should continue. Uh, I think the way that they ended it. I think after this, the brand split is going to be, you know, it's going to be curtains for that dream. The brand split is final. No one's switching over anything is over. They're just going to move on to the next one. We'll find out. I think it's, it's, it's easier to get around because those shows are on USA. Mm -hmm. It's not as, it's not as easy because if, if SmackDown is involved, because Fox is not going to want to give up any of their stars going over or, well, uh, taking I'm, a fall. Well, right now, Raw is starting with all the wrestlers around the ring and Steph Rollins inside. I, they're probably just going to discuss their losing efforts last night. They won, what, one match on the pre-show? That was it? Yep. Okay, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, but, yeah, I don't. I, I think the Rams split is final until we have another draft next year. And, I don't know, I just – that main event was like I told you, it was clunky. The ending came out of nowhere, and then to have Becky like beat up Shayna at the end and stand tall, it's like, what? You didn't earn that. Exactly. Thank you. You took the words out of my mouth. You did not earn that. Shayna took care of of, ba- of Bailey. She whooped her ass, and there's no reason that you should be the one standing tall after the match. Mm-hmm. And I know it's another, you know. They're building future storylines like that could be a main event at at WrestleMania if you know Ronda doesn't come back, right? But still, that it it felt unearned. Mm-hmm. And like you said, clunky. Yeah. Speaking of fast clunky endings, <laughs> I think that's our cue now that yeah. wrestling Monday Night Raw is starting. Yes, because you're gonna have to watch this. I. And we're both going to watch this and you know, discuss this later because Rollins in there giving a speech right now, and, and I would like to unmute this to see what the hell he's talking about. Same here. All right, man. So uh, we're doing another podcast later. I don't know. I'll, I'll see you Thursday for the tunes after Turkey. Sounds good, man. I'm spinning uh, records this Thursday night, uh, Thanksgiving night. Yeah. Should be fun. And uh, if we don't do another podcast before then, I just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. And uh, we'll be here, you know, talking about other stuff for the next podcast. Sounds good. Thanks again for tuning in. Yeah. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.